Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. Today we have four very special guests with us. We, uh, wait, very special. That's not special enough. Today we have four. Also not relevant to the movie. Right, exactly. (laughs) 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 We have four mysterious guests with us today. We have Tony Huff. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Kevin DeRedvogue. Hey, thanks for inviting me on. Doug Gobeski. Hello. And Paul Wilcox. Howdy. We're here to discuss the 70th installment of the Merry Marvel Movie March. (laughs) It is the July 2019 film Spider-Man Far From Home, otherwise known as Spider-Man 3.2. To me, if at least to no one else, because it's it's the second of the third Spider-Mans. This is the last movie of phase three of the marvel cinematic universe and something we didn't know at the time but now we know this is the last pre-covid marvel release ah oh is this the appropriate time to ask the question why was endgame not the last movie of phase three what is it about this one i mean just the i guess continuity of it and not going off into really like a new overarching story it just kind of weird to end it here well i mean there's slight precedence right age of Ultron's not the end of phase two ant-man actually is my guess is that they wanted to sort of leave people with an expectation that this these movies would keep going oh. <laughs> <laughs> that they don't get to just check out at the end of endgame and be like i'm done with that <laughs> like no we got we got more stuff coming guys you know they made that certain at the end of this movie Right. So this was just like the stocking. You got the big thing in your stocking. Like, no, but there's still stuff left down there. Like, yeah. find the it's just, but it's <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, dig in there and get the bad stuff. <laughs> the stuff that makes the good stuff seem worse. Wow. It's uh, going to be quite the opinion. Then. I was going to say, that is a very different take than I was expecting. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, you watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Yeah. Well, you got to the end of it, right? And then it kept going, right? <laughs> yeah, there were, there were a few endings. This is the uh, last, what, 20 minutes or so of Return of the King. The yeah, story's that... over, but we still get some time with the characters. I mean, you get more time, but that was still all just ending. Not, uh, okay, here's some cliffhangers for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know or remember, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is the story of one Frandon Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, second in line for the Spider-Mansion. And uh, he has to go to his hometown to claim the Spider-Mansion, but he doesn't live there anymore. And uh, so it's it's about his road trip to make it back from where he lives, which is Banner, Maine, all the way to Frandor. So, uh, <laughs> Frandor. <Go> Frandor. <laughs> when, I, when, when people ask me where I live, I say Frandor. <laughs> well, Frandon's got loyalty. But along the way, he has to fight um, uh, a silver prospector named Dennis. <laughs> and uh, they get in a big scuffle. And uh, Dennis rips the antenna off of uh, Frandon's car. Frandon doesn't like that. So he uh, stabs Dennis in the neck. And uh, Dennis doesn't like that. So he uh, keys uh, Frandon's car. Just keeps escalating. (laughs) 
Did you just say that keying the car is an escalation? <laughs> stabbed in the neck. <laughs> Dude, not cool. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. What kind of car no is stabbing. it? Though? It's a Delta 88. <laughs> oh well then okay i get it <laughs> previous uh spider-man movies have already established that property crime is worse than <laughs> than <violence. laughs> it's not wrong <laughs> kevin in three sentences or less what is this movie really about okay spider-man far from home uh, Spider-Man is exhausted from five years of being dead, so he decides <laughs> to take a break from being Spider-Man on a European school trip. In Europe, Nick Fury pulls him into fake hero and actual dick Mysterio's evil plans, in which Mysterio tricks Spider-Man into giving him an army of Tony Stark's drones. Eventually, Spider-Man saves the day. Three sentences, well done. That was really good. I 100% wrote that when you guys were talking about your shenanigans earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, I thought that he's going to call on me. (laughs) It was my time. I knew it was coming. Oh, that was amazing. I I was was more impressed when I thought you did it off the cuff. No, (laughs) no, I'm not that good. I'm impressed by the preparation. Yeah. Paul, okay, just so you know, Paul loves preparation. He's he's a sucker for it. I, just, you know, if, if someone even I could prepares a little Paul. bit, I'm just his, you know. His favorite is is the eighth level of preparation. Although he likes to go by letters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Prepar- <laughs> Which one is standing in the uh, in the cream aisle? Do I get preparation H or preparation H? <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> but see, in my mind, you're not you're in the wrong cream aisle. <laughs> it's like there's half and half. There's heavy whipped cream. But where's that preparation eight? <laughs> this is how things should be organized in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Neosporin, half and half. Come on. And we half. got paint. We got kefir. <laughs> Mascarpone. I mean, come on. <laughs> you got your yogurt, your spackle. <laughs> Oddly, in very similar tubs. <laughs> you got your Greek wax. spackle. <laughs> it's a floor wax and a dessert topic. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The, the zero sugar kind of tastes like spackle, though. <laughs> mm. So as far as background for the movie goes, um, Homecoming did really well. So they were like, let's make a sequel. So they did. <laughs> I guess the main thing to talk about is the character of Mysterio, who is uh, one of Spider-Man's longtime foes. In the comics, he is a master of special effects, basically, and uses those skills to torment Spider-Man. But... It felt like he, in this movie, he wasn't necessarily the master of that. Like, it seemed more of like a a collaborative effort. That is true, but I have to say I really like the way they updated sort of that Mysterio character. It's like, oh, well, he's a movie effects master now, so clearly that would be like all CG and a part of a big team and stuff, so. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so So, I appreciated that. 
that's the background pretty much. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot to say. It was just like, yep, let's make another movie. Here you go. Enjoy. You know, no news is good news on the backgrounds with these, really. So consequently, yeah, what do you want to talk about? We let's... jump straight into the after credits scenes. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I didn't watch it. I didn't have enough time. So the first question we always ask, had you seen this movie before? I had seen it before. I saw it in theaters. Uh, saw it on Blu-ray again today. Enjoyed it all those times, I think. I had not seen it before watching it yesterday. And uh, yeah, I had not seen this movie either. Any particular reason you two hadn't seen it before? Just lack of interest or opportunity or what? I think I just hadn't seen the first one. So then it just keeps happening. It like happens with MCU. Like I was like, oh, if I'm not caught up, then, That's fair. you know, I can't just go see this one. But then, you know, and by this point, we were deep, deep marching. And I'm like, well, that will help me catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I basically stopped my real life watching of MCU at Endgame and then was like, oh, I'll see this in the March. So that was kind okay. of where I was at. Is yeah. it also because it's not on Disney Plus? Um, you know, actually, that that's not a bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably actually why that's, that's actually, that's probably you just didn't know it. Yeah, didn't accurate. just offer it up to you. The funny thing is, actually, I did know about it only because on Instagram, you, they have a whole bunch of like uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya, like this, like, will they, won't they in like real life type situation thing. So it was kind of so I knew that it existed. I do like Tom Holland. I do like Spider-Man, but yeah, Adam, I think it was that too. Speaking just very briefly of real life, Tom Holland, my favorite like tidbit about this movie was that they had Tom Holland announce what the official title of the movie was going to be. And Kevin Feige said something to the effect of, well, we figured he was going to leak it anyway, so we might as well just let him do it. (laughs) (laughs) There are some really good like videos either on Instagram or YouTube of Tom Holland, like people tricking him into thinking that he had like actually leaked certain parts of the movie. He's like, no, I didn't No, <laughs> They're like playing games on him. So that's really <laughs> funny that they did that to him. <laughs> I had also not seen this and kind of for the same reason as Tony. Like I, I usually don't even read reviews of things. If I know I'm going to see him, I'd rather just kind of go in blind. And it's like, well, I'm going to see it anyway. So let's just, Let's just wait and do it. To me, I really do feel like Endgame kind of wrapped that whole time, you know, that time up. But I'm actually shocked to hear that this is the last of that particular MCU movement or phase. Yeah, you just treat it like a coda, I think, almost. Mm-hmm. Look, man, Sony's got to secure that bag. I guess, yeah. Andrew Garfield wasn't doing it. So this is the second time that I've seen it. I saw it in theaters when it came out. And I bought the Blu-ray as part of that Black Friday sale, uh, along with Venom and like into the Spider-Verse. And so I you know, got it for just like five bucks and hadn't bothered watching it until now because I knew this was coming. I saw it in theaters probably a small handful of times digitally and once again about two hours and ten minutes ago or however long the movie is. If you measure from the beginning... Yes, I, I always measure yes. my movie watching from the midpoint of the movie. <laughs> the climax. The center of gravity of the movie, actually. It's all downhill from here, either way. <laughs> then you have to figure out where's the emotional center. <laughs> yeah, there's a formula for this. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about how this does sort of take place after Endgame, like explicitly. 
and how they sort of handle that. I actually really liked it. I loved the um, like the intro to TV production, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like class that like all right, we're gonna give all this like exposition and it's gonna be like really weird and like I, I don't know. It took me back to like like the high school like Friday announcements, you know, <laughs> like yeah. so. I, I I really appreciated that. I like that they. They made light of like the blip, I guess, and like there's like an actual term for it, and then there's like several payoffs like throughout the movie of that, you know, that joke. So I, I really liked how they set that up. I also like the uh, Getty Images watermark on like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I thought that the um, the one student that like has like grown up. Was Brad. it Brad, Brad Davis or something? Yeah. I honestly thought he was going to be the villain at first. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, they're setting this one up for like him being bad. <laughs> Should have killed him when you had the chance, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. That was really funny. So, Tony, for you, was the Mysterio reveal a reveal? Like, was that a surprise? Yes. Huh. Um, I, so here's the thing. Uh, going into the movie... Mysterio, I I thought was going to be a bad person or you know a villain as they're called in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Thank worry. Thank you for explaining. I appreciate oh, that. <laughs> that was more. That was more for me than it was for our audience. <laughs> no, you're you're really coming along with the comic lingo. Hey, you know what? Only seventy episodes in, and I'm out there. <laughs> But um, but when he was like fighting with Super or Superman, geez, okay, <laughs> uh, he's fighting with Spider Man, and, and like they're like they're like helping each other. I was like, oh, like maybe this is just like another superhero, another Avenger that I just don't know about. And then when we're at the halfway point and it feels like the end of the movie, I'm like, yeah, this guy's gonna be bad. Like, there's no way that. <laughs> <laughs> that this like holds on, you know, because I'm thinking like, what's another thing that's going to attack? And so anyway, so uh, yeah, it was actually a reveal. And I thought that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did a fantastic job at that reveal. Like I oh, was yeah. like, oh my goodness, this may be one of the best like villains, you know, like at least. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. turns that I've seen in in the MCU, to be quite honest. Yeah, no, it's handled really well. I know that I personally went in the first time went into this knowing Mysterio was a villain, but I think because Captain Marvel had happened recently and had turned the scrolls from being villains to not villains in that movie, I wasn't a hundred percent certain what the Mysterio angle was going to be. And then so then when yeah, when that heel turn happens in the in the pub, I guess, bar. I don't know what it's called in Czech. Well, it, it was nothing. <laughs> that was a <laughs> yeah. In the Hall of Illusion. Illusion, Michael. As <laughs> they call them in Prague. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like, I really like that, partly because, yeah, I... I was sufficiently credulous the first time watching it. I actually was, um, it was a reveal for me as well. I th I don't know if because I was like just very tangentially familiar with Mysterio, like as an image, but I thought that was really well done as well. The, the funny, the funny thing about it was, is in the beginning when Mysterio and Spider-Man are fighting alongside each other and you feel like they're on like the same side, I actually looked up just like Google or whatever, like the cover of the movie 
just because like I was like, I feel like, you know, Mysterio would have been like on the front cover if he was good or like, like, you know, sometimes they kind of give away certain aspects. And so I like I was like looking for like that to be like to give me any type of like hints or something. And when I saw he was was like, okay, I guess maybe he could be good. Like I I, I was still reserved, but it was definitely a reveal. So I was familiar with Mysterio as one of the uh, Spider-Man Sinister Six, you know, one of the the main Spider-Man villains. But, you know, the way in which they introduced him in the movie, it's like, oh, oh, no, this this Mysterio is actually a good guy. And he's like from a parallel universe. So, you know, I mean, certainly the Earth 616 Mysterio that we would, you know, normally be familiar with would be a villain. Sure. But this guy, he's from what was it like eight three three or so, or something? Yep, eight three three. Yeah, he he's a hero. So I was on board with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, Mysterio, you know, being the hero of the movie, you know, all the way through. That's funny. So they they even got gotcha you with with that. Just how got they tripped. Him. Just what, do, what do you mean? What do you mean? I, got me. What do well, you mean? No, got me. Because because he, I told he you he's, he's the hero the whole way through. Yeah. But I like that you say that. Yep. I like that you say that because he actually like he talks about that in like in the reveal of him being the villain, like saying like, oh, that's he's like, that's priceless. Like the the whole multiverse, you know, we brought that <laughs> in and we got those idiots like that's, that's the, the perfect stupid thing for stupid people to think. Yeah. <laughs> There's no multiverse in the MCU. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> that, I really did think like I was like, oh, I didn't know this is where this multiverse stuff started. I haven't seen yeah. any of the others but everyone's talking about the multiverse now and i didn't know it went so far back yeah same here. <laughs> uh the first time i saw it i assumed that mysterio was going to be a villain just knowing his history and you know the spider-man comics but i think the movie did a reasonable job of giving you know like a few people have already said there, there was a plausible chance that maybe he actually was a good guy and they were deciding to go in a different direction with it so i wasn't surprised per se when they revealed him to actually be a villain and i guess what really cinched it for me was in the fire monster fight where spider-man accidentally grabs the projector like that was when i was immediately like okay nope that is definitely the direction they are going with this mysterio but um yeah up until that point I I think they did a good job of keeping it ambiguous. One thing I like watching, like, once it's confirmed, once you know he's a bad guy and you rewatch the movie, is you can pick up on little things where, like, you know, like when the the water monster was first appearing, you can kind of see what appears to be, like, the trails of drones moving around underwater rather than, I don't know, some water thing. And, um in the fire guy fight uh when nick fury's car pulls up there's suddenly damage to his windshield and it's clearly bullets that caused the damage so it's it's worth re-watching it to try to kind of pick up on some of those things i actually noticed the bullets but i was just i i was thinking maybe it was like rocks or something i mean like that's really interesting that you like yeah like you can see i as you say that I did notice it, but it it wasn't enough to to like throw me off the scent, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, which absolutely speaks to. I mean, they did a a good job of making him plausibly a good guy. 
Okay. So I mean, he just looks so good in the glasses too. Like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> so handsome. Yeah, I, like it just, I, it's I, like I, they were like, let's find the perfect glasses for Jake Gyllenhaal. And I thought Spider Man looked pretty good with the glasses on too. Well, he's also trying to convince him to give up the glasses. <laughs> I think these glasses would look better on me. <laughs> you look really good in them, but like, let's just see if I look better. <laughs> Charlie, what did I, you think so, since you hadn't seen it before? Well, I think we've mentioned this way back, but Adam, for previous birthday Christmas gifts, has gotten me some of the uh, collections of early Spider Man comics. So I knew that Mysterio was a villain and that he was like the master of illusion. And since we didn't see any overt illusions coming from me that kind of threw up a red flag it was like oh so he's just a guy who floats around and has powers as it didn't really seem to really draw inspiration i mean i guess the visually from the comics but but then also yeah i think as tony mentioned the pacing (laughs) we're getting towards the end of the movie and we're only halfway through but also i think jake gyllenhaal does a pretty good job too like where some of the things he's saying are maybe a bit patronizing or like like it's almost like you can tell he's acting like it's certain parts where it's like oh like, he doesn't oh, he's quite seem way sincere. too nice in this exactly <laughs> yeah he's like hey yeah. you know don't give a kid such a hard time or whatever <laughs> <It's> <laughs> too like, much of a good huh? genuine guy looking out for the welfare of this kid <laughs> yeah there was just something that. about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in a way that's on, totally on purpose really totally like on this. purpose yeah <laughs> Like looking looking back on it, the only time that I feel like I would like to watch and see how he like did it is uh, when he goes to console Peter Parker after Nick Fury like initially like lambasts him for not wanting to be like a real Avenger and like tell people who he is. You know, like he kind of floats up to him and and sits with him like which seems to be pretty high up in the air. So. Nobody remembers that or no, I, oh, yeah. I was just thinking about like how much of that was CG and how much of that, like, how does he get on the roof? Yeah. I, I just, I really like the, the tone of this movie where it's just kind of a little bit goofier and more fun. Just starting off with that montage of the, uh, from the high school TV show or whatever. It's like, okay, this is going to be a little bit more fun. And when Jake Gyllenhaal is doing that whole explanation of like how they set up everything and then his only backstory is that, like, yeah, I got fired because I was unstable. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, we don't know who. Okay, that's it. All right. <laughs> and I, I like that they bring up the Tony Stark uh, acronyms, BARF. Uh, <laughs> that, really that freeze frame of them. It's like, yeah. my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> that was very comic booky, by the way, that, that, that <laughs> moment, you know, where they do the freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yet, yet another uh, villain that Tony Stark is responsible for creating. Which is great because that's <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's on purpose legacy. for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, how about all of these people that Tony Stark created and Spider-Man has to deal with them? It's the yeah, whole like team. Even, even Janice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie, it's in a way, it's about Tony Stark passing the torch to Peter Parker. And part of that means, if, like, if you want to be like Tony Stark, you have to be out there making your own life harder, making <laughs> your own villains. And that's why Peter gave the glasses to Quentin. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he had that's, to, not a bad had to point, play yeah. that active role in creating not the villain. A bad 
to be. It's not. The next he makes Tony stuff. he makes the same mistakes that Tony makes. Yeah, you know? but not because Tony is like, you need to create your own Ultron. <laughs> 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 Only then I, will you be ready. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of pressure on this like little kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, giving a teenager the ability to arbitrarily murder whoever he wants was a very strange choice for uh, <laughs> Tony Stark's dying yeah. wish. He's like, weird fucks, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's he's the Ur capitalist, and you know the kid proved his chops in the previous movie. Mm. We talked about people being, you know, like wh- whether you were surprised or not about the Mysterio villain turn. But I'm curious: did anyone else figure out who Spider-Man was before MJ did? <laughs> <laughs> I worked out who Night Monkey was, but. <laughs> 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 night monkey <laughs> <laughs> the night monkey joke was something like when ned first said it like the very first time it's invoked i i didn't think it was that funny but as they kept repeating it over <laughs> and over throughout the movie i just it grew on me so much it's like they definitely shopped it like they, it, it's you know, it feels like a throwaway thing. at first but then it really <laughs> it really warms up yeah. <laughs> one of the nice things about this movie visually is just we're in europe i know like it's not just like new york and san francisco and or strip balls right <laughs> <laughs> like it's like europe it's like actually europe or at least they do a good job of faking actually europe although i have a couple questions about the Netherlands scenes, but we can get to that. <laughs> I, that was my favorite part. What are you talking about? Oh, I enjoyed it too, but part of me was like, so are we just supposed to think the Netherlands is like super rural or something? Yeah. Like they're just in an old-timey village? Old-timey village is hanging out at the polder. Like <laughs> Just all the tulip fields. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I really appreciated just, you know, getting to see Venice and Prague and London. I really liked uh, the like the chaperones and their commentary Teachers? yeah oh, yeah on, and their commentary on all the places that they were <laughs> like <laughs> you know the various like like european you know <laughs> like oh yeah if you're you know it, when you're in rome you do as the romans when you're in venice your feet get wet oh okay (laughs) speaking of jokes that didn't really land the first time but got better as they went along the jb smooth's characters just repeated invocation of witches (laughs) yes yes Yeah, well, and then when uh, Peter Parker's wearing the glasses and he can see everyone's, like, web history and stuff, and he's got, like, the history of witches. <laughs> I did I missed that. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it it's just one of those things that just keeps going and going. <laughs> I, I like the part where he went up to... That kid was like, I'm going to be the cool teacher <laughs> and tell you yeah. you shouldn't be taking pictures of other people in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the, he's like, at the urinal, in the stall? <laughs> Weird. But they kept going with what worked in the first movie, too, which is getting, you know, at least a couple of good comedic actors and letting them figure out a couple lines by themselves. At least that's what it seemed like. Yeah. I liked Martin Starr. Yeah. It's the other chaperone just being completely yeah. out of his death. And it's like, Oh, th- we're getting an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like the upgrade. Yeah. Joke. I love 
how sad his life has been. See me. I think that carried over from Homecoming, where uh, oh, in this yeah. one he was getting uh, Peter Parker to watch the video of his wife's fake funeral. <laughs> Not because she'd died or been blipped, but because she'd run off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're in London, and everyone just wants to go home. And he's like, yeah, they booked us for a city tour, so let's go. All right! <laughs> you know, <he's> like, <laughs> being those, the, the, like, all the kids, <laughs> like, responding to himself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're so excited. All right, thank you, class. <laughs> they, those two together were hilarious. Having all those comedy yeah. aspects, too, they can where they can just kind of wave away some of the the plot issues like how are we going to get them to go to all these cities oh we just have a couple of dumb chaperones <laughs> leave anything to tell them and because of the tone of the rest of the movie it's like oh, okay that's fine <laughs> yeah they also did that a little bit with happy and aunt may like the, that whole yeah. world they won't pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like every time he's like talking on the phone they're like together and peter like the entire time is just like trying to suss it out <laughs> like what is going on good old summer fling Oh, yeah. I enjoyed uh, Ned and Betty's relationship over, like, what, a week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was... Very high school. <laughs> I mean, they were very mature at the end, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, they stayed friends, kind of. That's also slightly funny from a comic book standpoint, because Betty Brandt and Ned Leeds get together in the comics. Oh. Hmm. So it was a nice kind of just like, oh, yeah, we put them together, but not really. Just kidding. Haha. <laughs> Can I talk about something I didn't like? Uh, yeah, Charlie, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something oh. to say later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. The, to- the Tower of London shield. I mean, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and when Happy throws the shield a la Captain America and it goes nowhere. <laughs> boring. Good. It failed. <laughs> Actually, that's probably a highlight for Charlie when the shield fails. Uh, Something that I I didn't like that I thought went on a little too long was when Spider-Man figures out that Mysterio is a villain and he initially gets trapped or whatever in this whole like world or something. He doesn't know what's right and is with fake Nick Fury and then like gets hit by a train. And I just... It seemed like it just seemed like it went on for way too long. And I was like, I get it. Like, it's all fake. And it just seemed like why if you really want to kill this person, why don't you just why don't you just shoot him? Like, no, he doesn't know. no. You, well, he's toying with him. Why? You got to figure out. Why? You're else. never going to be a villain at that rate. <laughs> he had to get out of him. Who else needed to die? Mm hmm. Plus, that also feels that part felt but, a little bit like a nod to the comic books because those sorts of illusions were the sorts of things that would get drawn in the comic books of that kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, there's no way this, he would think this is necessarily real, but you know, it makes for good damages and such. I guess yeah. I found it exhausting and just like, I, it, just, it didn't make sense to me, I guess, but I, maybe that's cause I don't have the comic background either. I think I felt the same way as you on my first viewing Tony, Yeah, but on the second viewing, like I was able to just sit back and enjoy the spectacle, um, hmm. you know, you, like because you're just you're you're kind of just looking to see, hey, what did these uh, 
theater kid X dark industries employees come up with. That's right. What did, what did Ralphie from a Christmas story do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Cause for me, that was one of the highlights of the movie. And what I appreciated about it, at least in part was especially kind of early on in the illusion where it's showing how just illusions, not necessarily illusions plus yes shooting him in the face with a gun like kind (laughs) of works as a power like where uh spider-man would try to punch mysterio but actually he was punching like a concrete wall or he would dive after him and then you know fall out the side of a building like i i thought it did a good job of making mysterio's illusion powers alone like a plausible superpower to be used against someone as powerful as spider-man yeah I, i like what you said there because at least there's a there's something that cashes in later on at the end of the movie, right? So I, I guess for me, it was more in the moment where I was like, oh my God, this just seems like it's taking forever for him. <laughs> like, you know, it just, and it was exhausting. But Fair. at the end sure. of the movie, I, I guess I can look back and have a little more appreciation for it, but... It still was, I don't know, like it, it was, it left a bad taste in my mouth at that point. Cause honestly, I was like, oh, wow, this is like a really good movie. Like, and I was like really getting into it. And it just like, for me, it took me out of the movie. It, it maybe felt like a little, I don't know, like pushed. I don't, I don't know, pushed on you. I, it, it definitely felt different than really all the movie leading up to it, even, yeah, you know, yeah. illusions included. And very frankly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think, so maybe, I, yeah, they I could have blended that. that better. I mean, I think I'm on like with Kevin, like I really appreciated that. And and also, yeah, just the sort of comic book aspect of just like, oh, it's in this crazy looking thing, but you can't really tell what's real and what's not real. And even though and even though like there's no way this thing could be real, but it's still something somehow that can hurt him because, okay, it wasn't like a blade, like a broken mirror or something, but it was like still falling out of building or stuff like that, you know? Or like him trying to web whatever the thing was and it ends up pulling a crane down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I can see where you're coming from, Tony, but it personally didn't bother me. That's all I'm saying. Charlie, you hate things. What did you think? (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. Charlie became the villain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Mysterio of this (laughs) this March. Mysterio wanted to be a hero, though. <laughs> I I didn't feel like any of the movie really outstayed its welcome. I I didn't really have a problem with those parts. No, I thought it was interesting. Jake Gyllenhaal's character is kind of weird. Like he's almost like he's trying to convince himself or someone that he doesn't want to kill people, <laughs> and then like whenever he gets an excuse, he's like, oh, "I'm just gonna have to kill those kids." All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even when he's talking about the grand finale in London. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone says there's going to be a lot of casualties. He'd be like, good. It's an Avengers level of, you know, <laughs> catastrophe. I guess the impression I got was less, I don't want to kill these people and more, I don't want to personally have to kill these people. Yeah. That's yeah. why I have drones and stuff. But uh, I guess I have to do this myself was kind of the impression I got. Oh, I didn't pick up on that in the slightest. What were you uh, keying in on for that? It's something about when he's in the the top of Tower Bridge or wherever that is, right? And he just says something about, to the effect of, 
I'm going to have to do this myself or something like that. That was kind of the impression I got was he was content to sort of let the team, you know, run through like the scenarios and work out, you know, where the damage should be. And oh, if people get hurt or die as a result, well, you know, that's just a side effect. And obviously at some point we need to take care of these loose ends. But then, but then it became less, okay, well, it's not that the team can take care of these loose ends. I have to do this myself. I have to be the one in control or whatever. And he really makes a point at it when he like says, you know, do I got to put a bullet in everyone's head? And then he zooms in on the guy who uh, didn't get the one drone. He's like, Peter Parker's blood is on you. You know what I mean? Like, so he's really shedding responsibility for any of that bloodshed. Yeah. Well, he's unstable. That is true. That is true. (laughs) And as far as killing the kids, I mean, they did blow up the tour bus. It's not his fault that the kids weren't on it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying, right? It's like the scenario they had pre-programmed wasn't sufficient. He has to take matters into his own hands. Oh, which is this is all a long way of saying that for me, it was less that he was it wasn't that he was against killing. It was just that he has people for that. Oh, you know, he has uh, the guy from Iron Man one coming back, which I I really did appreciate seeing Peter Billingsley back from Iron Man one. Cause in Iron Man one, right. You're like, you're just like, Oh, that's the kid who played Ralphie. And everyone's like, really? I like, <laughs> see it. And then suddenly like he's back and like a semi villain. <laughs> like, he's not like the lead villain, but he's like a henchman or whatever. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Cause I couldn't remember. I remember, well, I knew that the Jake Gyllenhaal flashback wasn't there in the previous movies, but I couldn't remember whether the other things had been in there or not. And that we're supposed to remember them. Iron Man one is. I don't know. Uh, oh, there are some flashbacks there... that are not in the theatrical release. So when when uh, Tony's doing the barf thing in the in Civil War, Jake Gyllenhaal's not in the background in in Civil War. I would have been How so amazing. Cool. Would it have been exactly <laughs> just there's a random unexplained Jake Gyllenhaal cameo in the middle of Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the background, like yeah. Not even <laughs> it still zooms in and does the freeze frame, but then it just moves along with the plot. <laughs> then you have us on a podcast bitching about it. <laughs> yeah, Charlie just complaining. He's like, "They didn't do anything with that. Why is that there?" The funny thing is, it's exactly it's exactly the sort of thing Jake Gyllenhaal would do too. <laughs> yeah, he just has weird cameos and like bit parts and sketch shows and stuff like that yeah that, that definitely feels like him or like a matthew mcconaughey like type of thing or like <laughs> leonardo dicaprio like those kind of guy like they just do that crap <laughs> so yeah i thought uh jake gyllenhaal was great i thought the two teachers are great martin Starr and jb smooth i thought tom holland was great as, as ever yeah mm-hmm. like it's just fun to watch him be spider-man he just plays that that nervous teenage energy just so well yeah like very believable that he's a high schooler yeah and he's a young actor too so it it seems here even like he's doing a better job than he did and he was doing a good job before too but it's like oh no he's really good in this he had to get older to seem younger (laughs) (laughs) i say that every day paul <laughs> I, I I'm not even gonna analyze. I don't I don't know what to make of that. Where it lies. <laughs> just gonna completely just let the words wash over me. <laughs> and I love uh, Jacob Batalon as Ned. Like I think he's 
funny as ever. Great. Zendaya is great. Yeah. I can't think she, of a single character that was poorly cast, or at least cast with a bad actor. But yeah, like, I actually really like, like, Flashes, you know, even though he's kind of like the bully, like they humanize him a little bit. You know, he has the comment to the driver, whatever, about how his mom's not there. And when Peter's like using Edith to like look at what people are doing and he's like texting something about like something to the effect of like how he hasn't heard from his mother or father or something like that. And so, yeah, I just thought that was a nice touch. Sorry, who is that? Flash, Tony Revolori's character. The one who's a, who's um, always um, live streaming himself. Oh, okay, gotcha. See, he calls it like the Flash Mob because his nickname is Flash. Or is it his actual name? I guess I don't actually know. <laughs> that might be his name, Flash Thompson. Uh, the internet says the character is named Eugene Flash Thompson. Oh, dear. Mm. So that's why it goes by Flash. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's something about this movie that you enjoy that we haven't talked about yet? I liked how Hollywood made Hollywood the villains really appreciated the 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 imagination and the creativity that went into the whole holographic illusion stuff you know it it was just fun i did enjoy how mysterio's or i guess quentin beck's real costume is a mocap suit yeah, yeah. with like they even had those kind of triangular shapes on there uh yeah, yeah. and uh the fishbowl helmet i love the fact that he had a writer and he was like, hold on, I need to talk with my writer. Like, what's something yeah. about this villain or about this monster? Well, he's getting energy from the Earth's core. Okay. <laughs> Cut back to him talking with uh, Nick Fury. That was my favorite part of the movie. I I loved the post credit scenes, both Ben Mendelsohn coming back and... Um, we forgot to talk about those, yeah. J. Jonah Jameson, of course. And still J.K. Simmons. Yes, yes. Both excellent. Yeah, we did oh. not talk about those scenes. We should talk about those scenes. Ben Mendelsohn, the Skrulls. I got confused by that at first. I think it took me most of that scene to kind of understand what was going on. I mean, it was like, were the Skrulls Nick Fury and were they them the whole Maria time Hill. through the whole movie? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Maria Hill is Maria the, Hill. The yeah. And then like, so they were acting differently. Was I supposed to pick up that they were somehow acting differently or it, not? I, or is I this a Nick throwaway? Fury was being weird. I don't know. I, I thought it was weird. I Nick Fury that, was being way more of a dick, particularly yeah. Spider-Man, than he had historically been to anyone. Yeah, I was I like, why is he thing. such a flat, humorless Nick Fury? <laughs> and it's also a way to sort of explain why Nick Fury got taken in by Quentin Beck. Mm-hmm. I suppose, Which you, yeah. you know, you might have stopped and thought and went, well, wait, like this guy was around before the blip. Surely he would have been on their radar. And it's a nice way to introduce uh, the follow up to S.H.I.E.L.D. that I assume they're setting up, which I don't think they officially say, but I believe is meant to be S.W.O.R.D., which is another organization. Hey, Marvel what are Conference. your thoughts on Beats. S.W.O.R.D., Charlie? So far, I'm fine. It's not S.W.O.R.D. unless Abigail Brand is there. I haven't seen any uh, any you know hide nor hair of a green haired lady. So, and what did people think about making J. Jonah Jameson a sort of Alex Jones style figure? I like it. I think that's great. It's on character. It was a good update. Yeah, they kind of did that in the uh, in the PS4 game. Although he he was maybe a softer like radio host version of of Alex Jones, or like just kind of like a conservative 
AM radio guy, basically. Like a Limbaugh. I just thought the end, but I didn't like that they had to end it with like a, you know, identity reveal. I don't know. I think like at the end of the movie, I was like, wow, this is a Spider-Man movie that can just, we can end it happy. In between now and the next movie, Peter and MJ just, you know, they can have their fun. And then and then they drop that in the post-post-credits scene. Yeah, but it, being it, happy it, isn't really Spider-Man's jam. Like, that's his whole thing. I know! That's what, it was like the trick rabbit awful. getting the stuff. Like, I wanted it, I got it, and I was like, this is good, I should have shut off the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never gets, you know, n- no one ever gets what they want. It's a tragic story all the time. And I was like, you know what, this one's different, though. They really turned a corner. <laughs> I wish we would have seen Uncle Ben die again. That would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, understand why... That was a why... scene. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why you want Peter to be happy when happy is already happy, Paul. Uh-huh. Happy's play. not happy. No, no, he's not. He he got dumped. He got dumped. <laughs> he Pretty was brutally. Yeah, they, they really just like... They really just took this happy ending and just made like really just soured it for everybody. <laughs> like, are you guys seeing each other? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, um, uh, I thought we were together, and she's like, not really. Like, <laughs> Peter's back now, so. <laughs> so what you're saying is the illusion was broken. It was. Yeah, it was a. It was better for happy in Mysterio world. <laughs> Same for me. Yeah. <laughs> and for Ned. He had a girlfriend. Charlie, yeah, would you like? See, they were they were happy though. I mean, they were fine with it though. Oh, okay. It, it did still feel like a lot of uh, you know, con you know, a lot of uh twists at the end. That one was soft. That was okay, you know. But, <laughs> Peter uh, Parker being outed to the entire world. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty rough. It yeah. I mean I it's you know, it's a good premise, but I was I liked when I, it happened. You could I, see. I remember. You, I remember being like, "I'm going to talk about this." <laughs> you know, I do remember sitting there in the theaters and being like, "Wait, I have to wait how long for the next movie to see this get resolved?" Yeah. Get out of here! Mm-hmm. Come on. Throw the popcorn. Yeah. yeah and, right. And I, I don't know any. I haven't still seen haven't seen the it. next one. But, you know, they're going to resolve it in, like, the first, like, three minutes. It's going to be dumb. Yeah. Wait, is the next one Far From Home? Or not Far From Home. Is uh, No Way Home or something? Yeah. Yeah. And that just came out, like, not too long ago, right? December, yeah, like, I think. Uh, it launched the Omicron wave. Yeah. How many yeah. Yeah. Home Dr. Pepper cans do I still have around here? <laughs> <laughs> There's not much that we haven't already touched on, but I will say that, yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal was kind of a highlight of this movie. I like him basically anything that he's in. Like even there's some movies he's in that aren't very good, but I think he's pretty watchable in just about anything. I love Charlie's compliments. Like he is a watchable actor. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a good thing. How's the movie? It's watchable. It's watchable. Yeah. Like it's like like when someone says like, "Oh, do you like this beer?" Yeah, it's drinkable. Like <laughs> <laughs> Did we mention the scene where Peter orders a hit on his classmate? We have not specifically discussed that. I I liked that scene. I thought it was funny. I like where he punches the punches the guy in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I really enjoyed watching it this time. Just sort of the, the craft of like, yeah, it's like funny and stuff. And it sets up that like Edith is powerful, but it also sets up the drones in a yeah, way I hadn't yeah. really fully uh, latched onto like the first time I watched it. And it's like, oh, it's not just because it's a funny scene involving attempted murder, right? It also has a <laughs> plot reason. <laughs> yeah. It shows you one of the key drivers of the action later on. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of lot of head trauma in this movie. <laughs> you know, he knocks out Flash, he gets his bell rung twice in a row. By a literal bell. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know we talked about it, but the there's a specific point when they make a turn and they, they kind of, you know, reveal Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio as the villain where I just feel like it needs to be said, I guess. I absolutely love it. Just the way he breaks the character and he just sheds that whole facade. And like, you can just like really tell. And like when he's like, get this stupid costume off me, you know, like it's just, it's so funny, but it like it, it, he does a great job of acting, gets the point across. And then I love the, just the interaction with like the entire production team. Um, I was waiting for them to like, have it be like a little more like, like one more funny thing where like he's saying, you know, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And then like turn, you know, and Paul, not really sure why you're here, but you know, Hey, thanks for being, you know, like something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but um, I, I just, that was one of my, my favorites uh, throughout the movie. I had a couple small things. I like how everyone in the Netherlands is super nice and law abiding. <laughs> Yeah, he breaks out of jail and they just close the door. <laughs> and the guy's like wearing the spider monkey costume. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. On the phone, he's like, yeah, spider monkey. <laughs> or whatever. The or a monk, night, night monkey. Night monkey. Yeah. <laughs> night monkey. That was really funny. I guess potentially a dig at the U.S. And we're like, you guys speak really good English. We're like, yeah, welcome to the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. We speak multiple languages that. here. That was great. Yeah. And then he has the guy, like, say the name of the town <laughs> into the phone. Because <laughs> he's like, there's no way I'm going to reproduce what you just said. And then they put that, like, lower third of actually showing you how, like, what the town is. <laughs> like, Oh, so that's how you spell it. I get it now. <laughs> so I like that. Um, I enjoyed how in this movie, it's not his spidey sense. It's his Peter tingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it's a real quick joke. But when happy is watching flashes live streaming to try and work out like their location, he says something to the effect of they're at tower bridge. He called it London Bridge, but I figured out what he meant, and I laughed out loud. <laughs> I didn't understand that joke. Uh, I, I was like, there's a joke here, but I'm not getting it. Uh, everyone thinks Tower Bridge is called London Bridge because Tower Bridge is the iconic bridge. Okay. And London Bridge is just a bridge. It's there's like, a lot of bridges no, in London. Okay, yeah. which one did they kill Jake Gyllenhaal in? Tower Bridge. That's Tower. why he's holding the Tower Bridge sign. Oh, okay. Like London Bridge. Sorry, I I blocked that out because he was using it as a shield. London Bridge <laughs> is like nothing. There's like there's really nothing like big about the London Bridge. So London Bridge got replaced in like I want to say the 60s or 70s. 
I actually just and watched a video on this. Yes. Did you watch the bridge? The thing wait, about why there's no bridges in uh, guys. Yes. London. Shut up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> let him talk. Um, so they replaced London Bridge in like the 60s or 70s, and actually, someone out here in Arizona uh, was like, "I'll buy it. You know, we'll ship it over brick by brick, and we'll rebuild it in Lake Havasu." And they were like, uh, "Okay, sure." And they brought it over, and he thought he was buying Tower Bridge, but he was actually Ooh. just buying London Bridge, which is just a regular nondescript bridge. Nice. Okay, so... But you can go to Lake Havasu and cross the original London Bridge. So did they replace well, the London, bridge London Bridge with another London Bridge, or did they replace it with Tower Bridge? No, they just replaced it with another London Bridge. London Bridge okay. and Tower Bridge are completely separate. Okay. The original Tower Bridge or London Bridge Ooh, was. I've never like been. So this is a little confusing to me. This makes me enjoy this joke even more because now I know <laughs> it's directed at me. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Okay, one tiny little thing. Yep. I like that uh, Quentin has Doug hand him a beer. It's a, it's it's, it's as a, as a Doug, it's nice uh, to be on the lookout for for Dugs in film and TV, <laughs> especially <laughs> after the last Doug. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Wait, what was the last dog in the MCU? Ragnarok. Another. Yeah, day, he got another he got dog. murked pretty bad. Another. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Calls him new Doug. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, what did you think of this movie? Would you uh, create an elaborate uh, illusion to try and build it up as the savior of the planet and the wake of Iron Man and Captain America, or would you say, eh, shut down the illusion, I'll figure it out? So I guess I'm asking, how many killer drones out of 10 would you give this movie? Which I guess is just all drones, by definition. All drones Wait. are killer drones. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're good with it, I guess. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I, I thought it did a great job with a villain that could have really easily been mishandled. Uh, the movie's extremely well cast from, I mean, pretty much every role. Uh, serves as a great epilogue to Endgame, and it was just a lot of fun to watch. I would give this nine drones out of ten. Uh, so yeah, I think this movie has some advantages over the first one. Yeah, we're in Europe, right? I mean, there's a lot of pressure, I think, to have any Spider-Man story be in New York, but I like how they decided this one. Nope, we're just going to do it somewhere else and just have sort of a fresh perspective on everything. Like, there's places with buildings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think all the acting's really good. I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. I think the tone is, like, they set the tone up really well at the beginning. We're like, okay, well, the snap happened, but uh, or the blip happened, but we're going to kind of play it off in a goofy way. And the, it was a funny movie. I thought it was just funny all around. Um, I'm going to give it nine killer drones out of ten. So for you, this is slightly better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I really like this movie. It was it was a lot of fun. Just like basically the whole setup of the movie is that oh you know it's uh, end of the world type stuff. But nah, not really, man. It's 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 all just movie magic. You don't know, don't worry about it. It was kind of nice to have lower stakes for a change. Just a lot of fun throughout. Like a, a lot of the jokes actually land. You know, like JB Smoove is just fun with his obsession with witches. Fun movie. I'll give it uh, nine drones out of ten. Yeah, this is really good. I have almost no complaints other than the they just couldn't let uh, Peter have a uh, you know have his fun for any more than the length of one movie credits. 
but at least he got that. <laughs> yeah, there will always be that time when I was like, "Oh, this is a happy ending. That's fun," you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, and it still was, I guess. But until you know, they set up the next uh, movie. I really liked this. It was you know just a lot of fun, a lot of great jokes, great actors, and just all around uh, fantastic. So I think I'm gonna give this uh, nine and a half killer drones out of 10. I really like this movie. Um, I don't know why I'm shocked that (laughs) like MCU movies, like after a certain period are really good, but I think the casting was really, really well done. Very entertaining. Um, Definitely something that after work wasn't too heavy or like made you feel sad (laughs) too much at least. So I I really like that Uh, outside of the one point where it felt maybe a little too long. I wonder if uh, maybe my my mind will change on a, a second viewing of knowing like what I know now. Um, I thought it was um, entertaining throughout. I'm going to give this one nine because I think that the second half of this movie really does make up for any issues that someone might have uh, with the movie. I think that that the second half of the movie, the last hour, you know, last 45 minutes, 40 minutes of this movie are super entertaining, funny, filled with action, and um, is exactly what you're looking for in a Spider-Man movie. I pretty much agree with what everyone said. Um, casting is one of the strong points of the MCU, and this movie is certainly no exception. It's just, it's great to be in Europe. The story's pretty well thought out, and I really like how they updated Mysterio um, so that he's a plausible villain in the modern era i was kind of going between 8.5 and 9 on this and i think i'll just push it on up to nine uh nine killer drones out of ten it's not quite as good as spider-man homecoming to me and i think that might just be because it's not quite as fresh feeling you know which is always the danger of a sequel but i don't know that they really do much wrong and yeah it's a thoroughly enjoyable movie Nine out of ten. Well, thank you for joining us in our 70th installment of our Merry Marvel Movie March. And installment 71, we'll be reviewing the August 2020 theatrical release, New Mutants. The, uh, the first effort by Disney to try and kill people. <laughs> first overt. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, there was worse oh. times to release it, but we didn't know that then. <laughs> <laughs> That was 2020. <laughs> sure. Disney probably looked at it and was like, it's not going to get better. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, and, your uh, joke confused me because I don't think anyone went to see that movie. <laughs> that is true. It was an unsuccessful effort. <laughs> thanks uh, for joining us here. And uh, very special thanks to our four mysterious guests. We had Kevin Vredevog. Thanks for having me. Douglas Gobeski. A pleasure, as always. Tony Huff. Uh, thank you. It's been nice to be back after being gone for four uh, episodes. Great to have you. And Paul Wilcox. It was a great time. Paul, are you okay being the only one who didn't give this movie a nine? I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I had settled on nine in my head, and I was like, oh, everyone likes this a lot. Uh, <laughs> I got to up my relative uh, enjoyment of it because I like it more. I guess Adam, Adam, it's funny because Adam, you were, you gave Homecoming a bigger score than everyone else. It is. That's true. And everyone else gave a bigger score than you did. I just looked at my Ant-Man scores and I'm like, okay, 
to me, apparently a perfect MCU comedy movie is a 9.5 to me. That's fair. <laughs> Nothing what funnier than Avengers Endgame. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Make sure to check out GobeskyWallaceReport.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GW Report, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie. An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done. But you can stay at Charlie's house. Um... All right. I I would just like to say all I was trying to do was make a minions joke. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to derail us. No, this is this is good. This is good Spider-Man content. We talking about. We we are kind of short on on minions content, like in on the podcast in general. I feel like. Well, that's why we'll do a Despicable Me march after the... (laughs) The Despicable March. Well, now we have a name. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Gotta watch all five movies. (laughs) Oh, God, the five? Well, they just came out with a new one, right? Oh, I forgot the Minions spinned off from it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That does actually sound like it would get rough. Have at you, about have number you... three, and then by five, you'd be like, I wish there were more Minions movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you you watch them chronologically, like, when they happened. So you start with Minions, then you do Minions 2, then you do Despicable Me 1 through 3. Uh, is, that, is that what the feeling's going to be like when they bring out more Boss Baby movies, Paul? <laughs> There's going to be a time where I'm craving more Boss Baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of kind of craving more already. Charlie, do you remember the Boss Baby? <laughs> Sorry, movie? I ruined it for <laughs> oh, you guys. <yeah. laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> well, you didn't watch it as much as we did. Oh no, not that week. <laughs> that was a week for <laughs> Kevin because you don't know we. Uh... When, when no, I'm I am aware of the boss baby thing. <laughs> I, I have heard it <laughs> invoked on more than one occasion on this podcast. All right.